Friday, November 5th, everybody. It's Guy Fawkes Night here in New Zealand. And, uh, yeah, she's a going off the crackers. Hmm? Is that what that is? Yeah, bang, 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 bang. It's um, going to go on till about next weekend as well. What? So never what? Ending. Yeah. <laughs> no, kids just love it. I think it's like, uh, you know, young adults just love fireworks and they just can't get enough and it just drives everybody crazy. Yeah. 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 People anyway. hate it. People hate it. Dogs hate it. And then people with dogs hate it the most. Yeah. You know? You're worried about escaping dogs, horses. It just all, all goes on the Facebook pages. Pretty much. Flooded. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Talkback with Anna Sophia. We're here till 10.30. Open line Talkback from 10 with Benny Mack. Um, we were supposed to have a guest host on with Benny, but the person couldn't make it. They got some extra hours at work or something, and so we can no longer make it. But Saturday's okay. all go. We've got some new hosts uh, trialling after 10 o'clock on Saturday night, which is awesome. Now, if you want to make a comment, just put it in the uh, Facebook page comment section. It'll show up on screen. We'll definitely acknowledge you. And uh, we want you to go and check out our website, talkback.co.nz. Um, all the shows will be streaming live there. And I'll link you through to our YouTube page where you can catch up on episodes, you know, to go watch the magic once again. Anyway, how you been? Good? Yeah, good. Busy. Very busy. Yeah, you are a busy person these days, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Very good. It's a lot. I'm enjoying it, though. Awesome. Now, tonight on the show, we've got uh, Yvonne Lorcan uh, from 9 o'clock. I wish that would be. I really and, uh, like Yvonne. Yeah, me too. That's why she's back. She's such a great chat. Very passionate about wine. Yes. And uh, she had her own TV show. We were talking TV shows a second ago because she uh, gets into the really dives deeper to the Friday night telly. And yes. so uh, I was reading on her Facebook page, she started a TV show. It could have been her own TV show. So let's quiz her about that. Yes. Also, um, the guy sent me some marijuana, this stuff, <laughs> Tiger Drops, Holy Hemp. And I'm kind of thinking about taking it during the show tonight. Well, under the what? telly. Yeah, well, save me some of that because I've got a sore back. Um, is it? But it's not. It's not CBD. It's not the THC. It's just the CBD, right? I'll read you the letter that he sent me, and then we'll go over that together. But about ten to ten, um, Benny will uh, be talking to him. It, Benny knows cannabis back to front, so uh, he's your kind of guy there, right? Andrew okay. um, from Message here, Andrew David Cronk, where your fireworks, y'all. I hate fireworks. Is that wrong to say? They're all just a bit, like, it's a bit hectic. I'm like, get away. It's enough. Where is it going? I don't know. I don't want it anywhere near me. The next door neighbours are letting some crackers off, so I'll go and take the computer. We'll, we'll just have a go for a bit of a tour a bit later oh, on. That's all right. Okay. Uh, let's go and uh, check out our uh, guest right now. Special guest is here. Shit, sorry, special guest. Hold there. Um, oh, Dane's done it I again. I've done when it has again. he taken the CBD? No, no, it seems that way. We've got to get to Benny first. Benny Mac, everybody. Oh, this is crazy. Oh, Especially when Benny Mac is premiering some new sunglasses tonight. Look at you. And did oh. you run your facial hair as well? I did. I did, actually. I... Uh, yeah. I had a bit of a clean-up today. I, uh, yeah. I like how you've got Lego sponsoring your haircut, though. That is spectacular. 
Look at that. Sharp. Do it. It's um, really it's a really like straight white guy look. Mm, but really. with a sassy personality, you know? Yeah, but they don't uh don't draw any conclusions about my sexuality on the way that I look. Uh, okay, um, you, <laughs> you asked a question about uh, is it wrong to dislike fireworks? Yes, if you dislike fireworks, you're a bad person. You need to be shut down. You need to be uh, nailed to a stake and set fire to. Fireworks equals good, value, family, fun. It's right up there with um, go-karting, you know, Western Springs and oh, you know, cars yeah. going round and round yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, a bit of speedway. There you yeah. go. Thank you very much, Benny. We'll check in with you a bit later on as you continuously fact-check the program. Lorcan, Yvonne Lorcan joins us. How are you, Yvonne? Good. I'm excited to Excellent. Hey, whereabouts are you zooming in from um, tonight? Really squinting forwards. Uh, in Hastings, so I'm in uh, in Hawke's Bay, yeah. in level two. And um, you probably hear the uh, there's a lot of fireworks action going on outside um, outside yeah. my little posse. So I apologise for. Don't worry, we've got it hardcore where we are as well. Welcome to the show, anyone. Anyway. But I'm kind of just arrived on the doorstep. There you go. I'm going to show you. Can you see? I've got a. Yes. I've got a this is my box. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now inside, <laughs> inside this box. Open this it up. Is some. This is the kind of stuff that wine writers get sent. Okay. Yes. So in this box is like. Um, oh, it's wow. Snoop D O double G. Snoop D O double G. Um, not gin and juice, but um, this new wine. He's branched out wow. from gin and juice into yeah. wine. What's he cooking yeah. there? So he's, um, I don't know what that is. This is like, oh, 19 Crimes is the um, wine brand. You know, 19 Crimes wines in the supermarket. I've uh, seen this at Yeah, and they're kind of interesting because normally, like with the wine, 19, wine, 19 Crimes wines. Yes. Um, over the label, I tried doing that with the Snoop one, it didn't get anything. They haven't movied up uh. Snoop's, so. okay? So, we can try this later if you like. Um, yes, I'll put some other stuff in here. I'll just put that on. Did they give you some merch there? Some merch, yeah. So, oh, there's, a, cool. there's a t shirt or some fucking wooden wool. I hate and that. <laughs> God damn, this wool is so bad. Um, so there's a T-shirt, um, which, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I look nice. I'm a Donna Black yep. T-shirt, you know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely wear that. Yeah, that, it would look bad. Yeah, it's called it Kelly Red. bad, but you could wear it. Uh, yeah, I know. Kelly Red is the name of the wine. And, uh, <laughs> and there's another little box of something. Candle. Do you think? No. Hemp candle. I was candle. wishing. I was wishing. It looks candly. It does. Yeah. <gasps> it's a glass. Yeah. Got Not any glass, though. A fat bottom glass. Oh, wow. oh. Yeah, with a lid on it. What? It's got a lid. Oh, wow. In case you want to drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Snoop Kelly Red um, yeah. sippy cup. So you put oh, wow. 
It's a sippy cup. How yeah. amazing is that? Goodness oh, me. A sippy cup and you're quite, yeah. There yeah. you go. Wow. <laughs> what an exclusive. That is awesome. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I wonder if he's committed 19 crimes and then has just made that his his thing. I'm sure he has. Um, I'm sure. But he, he seems like a really happy-go-lucky crime committer, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone got hurt in his No, crime. no, just misdemeanors. Just, just you know, yeah. not misdemeanors. But it's kind of interesting because it's not, it's not like normal glass. It's like black glass. You can't see through it like normally. Like and what type of wine is it? It's like a red wine, obviously. Shall we pour it and see? Let's. Go on then, Lorcan. Shall wow. we pour it and see? We'll get our special sippy oh, cup. Sippy cup. This is great because normally I do this solo, you know. Yeah. So I don't get to share the joy of, so of interesting. tasting something new. Yeah, what's, so pouring is just the way you pour? It's just a normal pour? Normal pour? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's red. Pour it up. Pour it up. She's red. Okay, yeah. and um, give it a bit of a swirl because we know we swirl the wine, let all the aromas out. Yes, and it's a nice tulip-shaped glass, so it traps the aromas, so they don't just kind of so fly around everywhere. And it smells. I mean, I don't know how Snoop Dogg smells mm. Mm, like weed. I've never sniffed him. I imagine he smells kind of herbaceous. And, <laughs> and um, and this is kind of herbaceous. It's got Cabernet and. Some other, some other stuff in it doesn't actually say really much about what else is in the wine, but um, I think it's just a blend of. Hayden Brown says, "Wine up, hose yeah. down." Sam yeah. told us, guys, Snoop D O Double G was once on trial for murder, yo. Wow. Oh, well then, well, so friendly. Perhaps it was a mistake. We'll write that off as a whoopsie. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I'm put my sippy cup on. Let's see if Good I can. Go for it. What does that do to the uh, the smells? Here you can't it. smell it. We're trapping it. You're well and truly trapping it. So you you taste because like normally with wine, because I have a, a Sauvignon here that I prepared mm. earlier. You know, open. You smell it as you drink as you mm. taste it. So you get everything. This is kind of, um, it's kind of, it's. It's a bit of a bit of a nothing. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he's um got a lovely vineyard that he's it's nice sort of as well. Actually, can we hear sorry, let's not let's give you some space there. Um can you give us like the New Zealand Herald version of that that kind of review? How would you kind of flush oh, it out a little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what I'd do is I'd, I'd go, I'd look at it and I'd say, well, it's it's I mean, you can't really, you can't see it, but I would say it's glossy and inky dark mm. with aromas of bay leaf, bouquet garni, a little bit of armpit sweat and um, <laughs> and also, you know, in Dusty Carpenter's workshop, you know, if you've ever got a dad oh. or an uncle or a granddad yeah. who's got like a shed, like a, and they do yes. woodwork, you know, yeah. and, and it all smells like old oil, spilled oil and dirt and sawdust, yeah. and all those lovely, comforting smells. Mm. Kind of actually what wow. this smells like, with some smashed up plum and um, boysenberries and things. Boy, so it's a good story. Big, yeah, it's good. And then you taste it. Mm. Mm. And it's fleshy and round, and um, and it's got a big booty. 
Yeah. Excellent. Oh, Excellent. It's got it's, um, yeah, and um, and it's got a booty. So yeah. What, well are, what, what do they want for that? Is that going to go into like New World or something like that? Is that kind of like a supermarket wine, or is it something you have to? Where it's bound to be. Um, here we go. It's nineteen dollars ninety nine a bottle, and it will be in okay. supermarkets, select liquor stores, and restaurants. So there we go. Um, and it says that um, chances are a fundamental value of nineteen crimes wines, and Snoop Dogg is all about second chances, and that's why. There you go. So that's why he wanted. Yeah. That's cute. Oh. Look at him. I mean, he's making a fortune with his cannabis uh, um, company. He's got his, you know, he's in music. He's, he's a television presenter now and contributor. And now he's got uh, a wine brand. So long live Snoop. He's got it all. Long yeah. live Snoop. Hey, um, absolutely. What was the TV show that you were on and how did that run? How did that go? Oh, yeah. So um, I had a TV show called Thirsty Work, which was, it ran from, I think we started in, in 2011 and mm. it ran for about four years. And it was like a, um, how would I describe it? Really fun was was what it was. It was It's like a liquid country calendar oh, hosted <laughs> by a chicken a frock. And so me and my little team, and I had the best, best little crew, um, mm. We would tootle around the countryside and we would go and meet um, all the people behind the drinks that slake the thirst of the nation. So it was right. like uh, wine was the kind of core of the show, mm. but we would go and see cider makers and craft brewers, um, the odd distiller, and um, just kind of go and find out, you know, what their lives were like and mm. so it wasn't it definitely wasn't a glamorous sort of program it was more of a storytelling program and it was just some disasters you know that have happened yeah. in their vineyards in their wineries and their breweries you know um and we'd cook food you know we'd meet the family we just kind of hang out with the kids and find out if they wanted to up doing being a winemaker like mum or um, nice. going right like dad or you know that kind of thing. We went, oh, we went hunting, fishing, did all sorts of cool stuff, and um, weren't funded by New Zealand on air or anything. It was all kind of self-funded, so um, you know it wasn't a show where we made any money or anything. The crew got paid, and that was sort of it. But I just love. Yeah. I loved it because it was, you know, if, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but um, there are a lot of people, not just in New Zealand, but around the world that think that if you're, um, if you make wine, then it's all, you know, it must be Range Rovers and holidays in Fiji and kids yeah. and kids and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's not, you know, I mean, there might be a handful of people at that level, but by and large, they're really just farmers, you know, and they are, struggling like the rest of us and and the thing is it's not you know when you're making wine it's not like making um beer or cheese or um trying to get when you're making um which is just mm. grain and water and hops and malt so you can tip it out 
buy all those ingredients in and just make some more, right? If you're making cheese and you cock it up, don't worry, cows come in the next day, they give you some more milk, you have another crack. When you're making wine, you've got one shot, right? One shot every year to do it right for those grapes to grow and if they manage to grow, you know, and you haven't had hail and frost and all that kind of stuff, wrecking the vineyard, you finally get the grapes in, they taste all right, then someone can back the forklift into the tank and it all, you know, might get tipped down the drain or there might be a cock-up with the yeast or it might something might go wrong. And then you've got to go back to the bank and say, can I have another hundreds of thousands of dollars of oh, millions oh for the next yeah. year and how it's really work. So you've got one shot only and it's really mm-hmm. – full-on and nature is just throwing stuff at you all the time um and yeah so it's luck and and mm. that's what we were trying to get that these wines and are just like just like you guys just like just like us They're, yeah you know, normal, people. normal people what a fun thing to do as well yeah i love that yeah it was great actually it was really um it was really fantastic. But you know the interesting thing about television? I don't know if you guys have made television. Have you? Have you I haven't made any. Well, not alt TV, but that was not really, yeah. wasn't it oh, my experience? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, do you know, it's funny when you front up it, like we would, we would turn up at the vineyards or wineries or, you know, little breweries or whatever, and um, we would have our, our kind of script outline, our story outline, and we, which had all been kind of agreed to and we'd be, we'd be like, right, let's go. And then there'd, there'd always be one person that will go, oh, just come and film this and just film that. And I'll stand here and I'll hold this bottle and then we'll pour it here and then I'll run out, I'll run down the vineyard here and you just follow me. And it's like people will just literally think you just point and shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's kind of boring it's sometimes, it. isn't it? Because you, you are waiting around, the light's not right, then a truck goes past, you know, yeah. can't yeah. get the sound. Yeah. yeah. Can't connect with the drone. Where's the drone? Yeah. You want to the drone? Exactly. Tony Gardner <laughs> says Thane tried to make TV. That's true. You got me. I'll tell you camera. what, Tony. Uh, at least he tried. He tried very hard, and yeah. it, it's not easy to do. So he took a big risk. And yeah. kudos to you, Thane. Thank you. It's um, old TV's uh, birthday today, by the way. Yeah, started oh. in 2006. I think it died in 2011. But all the music TV died around the same time. Yeah, so, yeah, well, I'm, an ex- I, um, yeah. I'm an old Max TV person. Oh, yeah. Way back. And yeah. do you remember C4 and there was Juice, C4, Max, there was something else as yeah. well. Yeah. I can't remember. J2. MTV. We had yeah. CTV. Um, there was, uh, yeah, CTV, C4, Max. Remember um, M2 after midnight on TV2? Yeah. Then yeah. there was Coca-Cola uh, Shakedown, yeah. RTR. So, what about the charts? You know, on the weekend. What the charts? <laughs> you know, they do the charts on the weekend, like the top yeah. twenty thing. Yeah. Oh um, another interesting little message here is from Sam Mass Martin. Does anyone think that Yvonne and CB would make a great couple? <laughs> huh? CB Woodhouse. CB, you know, I'm an Allcon customer from way back. Um, yeah. <laughs> I used to be, I used to be an iHug customer. iHug? Yeah, yeah. iHug and um, didn't Wow. Yeah. What was that? The other way around. How did it be? There was some connection with iHug and CB. Was that? 
I think so. CB started Orcon and then yeah. sold it for 20 million bucks and then went on a rampage. Huh. Well, now he's got a luxury lodge up north. He does. We spoke to him about that actually. Yeah, yeah I think it's pretty cool. Exactly. Well, well, what I'm thinking is he's all invited us up. We should all go up and uh, you can teach us some wine and, you know, well, me, yeah. Sophia will watch. You've got some non-alcoholic wine, though, don't you, um, Sophia? Some Eden Vale wine around? Some? Yeah, look, I actually tried some last night and I think I broke out in a rash. Is that really pathetic? Like, I used to be able to chug some serious booze and now I have, like, a pretend booze and I'm like, I've got flushed skin i'm a little bit itchy i think my face feels a bit red you know i was like well yeah that's a thing you're probably um okay great do you it's a thing because you know if it's not alcoholic it's got lots of different um different preservatives and things in it lots of Mm. lots of stuff and uh was it the red wine that you were drinking yeah yeah Yeah. it was yeah so probably loads of natural histamines in there as well and if you if you get allergic to anything if you get hay fever i'm a massive hay fever then then that's it okay so here's the thing like if you get a bunch of grapes right and you and um rub your finger on the grape you'll see that um it's got this powdery bloom on it yeah and yeast and bacteria things and when you're making white wine the skin's taken away so none of that stuff ends up in the wine but when you're making red wine all that stuff on the skins gets mixed in with the juice because all the color comes from the skins so when it ends up in the bottle you've got all these microbes and things as well as histamine and so if you're partial to the odd bout of hay fever or whatever and you drink that wine Chances are you might get a rash that comes up your up your neck or on your chest. You might feel wow. flushed. You might be a bit yeah. wheezy. You might even feel a little bit crook, um, yeah. sneezy, but headachey. So yeah. all you do, all you do is you go, okay, I really love that that non-alcoholic wine that that I drank the other night. It was really tasty. Mm. I don't like the reaction, so just pop down the chemist, get a Sudafed or a Claritine, an anti. Oh, I've got a whole bunch of those in my cupboard. Yeah, just pop one of those, like you Excellent. know, an hour or so before you want to drink, and you'll be sweet. Oh, thank you. I was wondering, I was like, am I crazy? Is this like post-traumatic stress disorder or something? Like, what is going on here? But I also bought one and I thought I couldn't remember which one you had uh, recommended. So I needed to re-ask you that so that Um, I can. Yeah, so there's the the Giesen. Yes, that's one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pinot Gris and Rosé, yeah. Okay, really well, I might try there. one that's white so I don't have that issue. Yeah, so good market. Awesome. And there's Williams, I think, is the other one. Yep. I know? had the Eden Vale Pinot Noir last night and it was it was actually nice. It was yeah, great. So there's loads. Yeah, have you seen all the zero beers that are on the market now? Yeah. 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 Loads. Like years ago, there was only Asahi Zero, and you could only get it at some weird little specialty stores. It was like not really worth it trying to hunt it down just to have like a a zero beer. They're a bit too fruity for my liking. Like I have a Heineken Zero occasionally, but it's a real fruity beer. So it's, you know, I just want one that tastes like beer but has zero alcohol in it. That would make everything easy. Oh, um, Damn, I should have brought it with me. It's in the fridge. 
Um, you know, Sawmill Brewery up north yes, in yeah. Lee. Yeah, so they've mm-hmm. just released a um, a zero alcohol beer, and mm. well, it's not oh, technically good. zero; it's like point zero one five. Um, yeah, it'll do me. And it is so nice, and it's dry, wow. and it tastes mm. like real beer. It is absolutely delicious. Holy so God. that literally just came out a couple of days ago. What's That's it so called? Good. Oh, you, you, it would be. Uh, um, sawmill. Sawmill, oh. almost no beer, beer. Almost no, almost no alcohol beer. Yeah, sawmill. It's not called zero. It's called something else. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, hey, yeah, Yvonne. Really good. Really good. Uh, they're putting alcohol prices up because they see people can binge on a $7 bottle of wine. It's the cheapest bottle of wine on the market right now. Mm. And it's becoming a problem in this country. And so they're going to start whacking up the prices of booze. Are you across there? Mm, yeah, I was actually listening to a... a an interview this afternoon on national radio or Radio NZ, whatever they call themselves, um, about it. They had um, uh, and talking as one of the lobbyists. So the the whole thing was Wallace Chapman was saying, you know, does it really make a difference? You know, um, putting prices up, does it actually really affect the um, the incidences of alcohol harm? Mm. in any country mm. and um I, I wish i could remember his name but this gentleman said well you know in scotland um ireland wales um i can't remember the other territories that have brought in you know these increased prices um he was saying absolutely it has an effect um because it mainly has an effect on those cheaper so the the, the binge drinking that comes with the really cheap booze in the um, in the lower socio um, economic areas where there's a lot of booze shops and they're selling a lot of those kind of pre-mixed, you know, cheap pre-mixes and cheap spirits yeah. and those kinds of things. Um, yeah, apparently it, it really affects the prices at, at that level. But you know, you you have another side of the um, of I guess the population that say, well, you know, we're all moderate drinkers. We can have a glass or two of wine with our dinner and why should we be penalised? You know, we're not yeah. all yeah. alkies. And I, I get that too, you know, it's um, yeah. it's a real thing. But I guess if you're someone that's spending, um, you know, $19.99 on a bottle of, you know, Snoop um, Kelly Red or if you're spending 40 bucks on a um, Chardonnay, whatever, an extra dollar, it's yeah. not going to make that much difference to you. You're still going to buy the wine. You're still going to buy that expensive single malt or whatever. It's really about targeting um, the the booze at that really cheap end where – Yeah, but a dollar's not that much more. Not at, not once you, once you sort of get past the sort of $15 bottle of wine yeah. or maybe even, maybe even $10, I don't know. Um, I'll have to sort of look at the stats, but um, – once you get past that level, it's like, what's, you know, a dollar, yeah, I want that bottle of wine. It's delicious. Yeah. I love it. You know, whatever. I'll buy it anyway. Yeah. But if you're really, if, if you're really strapped for cash and every single cent counts and you are, you know, desperate for that cheap booze, um, mm. then maybe that dollar twenty is actually going to be the, the difference between you going, oh, maybe I won't this time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, what that's do- where that's their theory, isn't it? Hmm. What, what Which do I think, think kind of leaves a whole lot to be desired because if they're trying to target people who are 
you know, drinking too much, mm. it's not really the right way to do it because they're still going to drink. It's just going to cost them more and have a financial effect on their family members or whatever it might be. It's just yeah. not really the right place to, to penalise or even address it. It's just so strange. It is, it is kind of strange and I wonder what other, what other options there are. And I think, uh, I guess we need to look at things like cigarettes. Are people smoking less cigarettes because they're so expensive now? Yeah. Um, That's you know, true. That, that kind of thing are, um, mm. yeah, I think that's where they're coming from. It's like there will be a pain point that yep. people go, this is how much I want to get pissed. Yeah. <laughs> this is how much I can afford or, you know, this is my bus fare to work the next day or this yeah. is my kids' school. Yeah. This is the difference that wins in that power meter at home or um yeah buying Changing the subject just quickly, what do you think New Zealand, what is New Zealand's go-to bottle of red? I always thought it was a devil's staircase or something. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah. So what's New Zealand's go-to bottle of red? Um, what's the one, what's the what's the loss leader, you know, they just kind of put it at the front. Is it Rabbit know? Ranch, though? Oh, yeah, classic. <laughs> Rabbit, Rabbit Ranch is great. Rabbit Ranch is great. But, you know, the, the Pinot Noir, that's gonna that's always a wee bit more expensive. Yeah, than the crowd pleaser. It's, it's a crowd pleaser. The it's Hawaiian pizza of... Why? <laughs> yeah, the pizza. What's what's the what's the box? I shouldn't use that. Supermarket, like I don't know, like Peak Merlot or something, or um, um, Shingle Peak. Shingle Peak sounds like a disease. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> These places exist, though. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's it's really tricky, actually. I think um like this like Celex White Label Merlot or something, you know. Yeah, old Celex. I grew up out around there. That's out in West Auckland, eh? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been around for a long time, like forever, sort of eight years. You know, <laughs> all those lovely deli families. Um, yeah. Um, you know, all with their they came over to. Um, make their fortune in, um, you know, Cody gum um, mining. Yeah. mining. Yeah. You know, they, were, they worked in the swamps, you know, getting the Cody, um, milling the Cody and getting the gum and there was a lot of money in it. And they were like, mm. we're in New Zealand, where's the wine? There was no right. wine in New Zealand. It's like they've just come from, you know, Eastern Europe where, where everyone has grapevines in their backyard and everyone made wine in their shed and it was just, you know, they had mm. it for breakfast. And they're like, we're in this godforsaken country and there's no wine. And so they, they were like, well, they got hold of some grapes and they made it themselves and, and they were all out in West Auckland and that's how the Silex is. and yeah. the Babbitt Hills and Yeah, they did all the orchards in Oratea. Like yeah. there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. And then yeah. subsequently bought up property and done pretty well, actually. Yeah, we wouldn't have. We wouldn't have a modern, you know, New Zealand wine industry if it wasn't for those people, if it wasn't yeah. for the Eastern Europeans, the, the Croatians, but also the Lebanese, you know, mm. um, the Corbins. And, you know, they they, they just, they're responsible for, for so much good stuff. It's mm, great. Yeah. The is, you know. 
Uh, Corbin's such a classic, isn't it? Good old Corbin. I would never have picked it as Lebanese, though. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of Croatians um, and Croatians in wine and in, you know, in orchards and stuff out out west, but I just never connected that. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I wouldn't have guessed that. Guys, we're just going to quickly break here for a second. We've got to go to our comments, guy. Benny Mac, everybody, here's our fact chicken. Mm. Good to me. Absolutely. West Auckland, uh, very famous uh, historical wine country. Uh, of course, Waiheke, uh, Waiheke Island with its magnificent uh, microclimate is now considered uh, very, very, very important in, in wine. Uh, interesting things happen when the price of wine goes up. Uh, you spend less money on food and you get drunk quicker. Uh, so it all sort of works out pretty good. Um, but, yeah, extraordinary stuff. Um, I actually went to a party in the Corbin household, uh, 20, 21st there, probably about 10 years ago, and uh, pretty interesting stuff. And uh, another time I visited the uh, uh, the Corbin homestead there in Henderson and actually met with um, – I think his name is Alex Corbin, uh, the old gentleman there, and he t he spoke about the history of the wines, and we actually we actually had a sit down interview with him in the attic there, surrounded by uh, wine bottles and all relics and 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 the likes. And there's even a theatre with a projection room in that old house, so there's a lot of history there. And the Lebanese and the the Croatians. Um, I've been to Croatia. Um, and uh, brilliant place, amazing cuisine, and my mother uh, is partnered up with a Croatian, with a, um, a deli, a deli, a deli. See the deli at the deli. Very good lovers, the deli. Really <laughs> good lovers. Yeah. And I yeah. also worked down in Gibston Valley earlier in the year and across at Cromwell and then over the hill out at Clyde. And so far away. Right. Yeah, worked on Under the Vines. We spoke about that last time, didn't we? Fantastic. We did touch on that. Well, hey, thank you very much, Benny. I think it feels like we were right there next year while you're doing the whole thing. Oh, yeah, and those are the facts. Thank you, mate. <laughs> yeah, uh, Benny Mac, comments guy. Um, yeah, those old names, though. And Lisa, Lisa Corbin, who um, was had an amazing voice, she used to sing with the Straw People. Oh right, really? Which one was she? The, the main yeah. singer, the yeah. woman. Wow, sheesh! So they had three main in the Straw People. So you had, and then you had Stephanie Tuavii, and then you had um, Fiona McDonald. Who did Trick with a Knife? And um, I know Stephanie Tauvi. He used to work with her on a TV show, TV three called In Focus. Yes, Stephanie was just fantastic, and she she um yeah she she worked on lots of TV on on um kids TV things that yeah. I was involved in as well. You, you just couldn't get her out of those overalls. She loved uh, no. trucks <laughs> and overalls. That was her go-to, you know. And the big curly hair was amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she was on Shorty Street for a long time. That's right. She was too. That that voice, yeah. that big raspy voice, it was so cool. I know. I know. She's doing well. Apparently, you follow her on Facebook. She's having adventures. Oh, good. Ooh. I might try and catch up with her on the try and get her on. Yeah. Yeah. You totally Absolutely. should. Yeah. yeah. So, um, just to give you a little idea of what I was um, drinking before the um, before yes, the soup. 
Yes. There's two there's two two wines from the same producer. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um sorry. Rock Ferry. Wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. so Rock Ferries is a cool little company in um, they've got vineyards in Marlborough and down in central Otago, and they've got two Sauvignon Blancs. One's called the um, Corners Vineyard. This is about 30 bucks. This is called the Third Rock Sauvignon Blanc, and they're organic, biodynamic, just beautiful. And the thing that I really like about them is that they're made with um, oak barrels. And oh, nice. Normally, so get put straight into stainless steel tanks, and that's where you get that tea and capsicum and all that kind of squinty acidity and really kind of fruity fruity kind of tropical flavors is mm, those yeah. are yeah just lovely and toasty and kind of caramelly and just oh, and nice. so when they're biodynamic and and organic and all of that sort of stuff does that reduce some of the antihistamines for people who are drinking alcoholic wine no oh right <laughs> <laughs> what's the thing though there's, there's, like, them. <laughs> there's some sort of pitch that is being thrown out there about reducing that what is that is it a tablet oh, that you in it or oh, you know what I mean. um what you mean the stuff that you can actually pour into your wine that, that yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so that's, yeah so there's a thing um called so to go or um which is like you know so2 which is yep. sulfur dioxide um which is a, a great preservative for wine. It stops wine turning to vinegar. Like when okay. you're making wine, it stops turning to vinegar. Um, and some people think that, um, you know, that's going to cause reactions and stuff, but it's actually, it's not the case. Um, but anyway, there's a bit of something. So I'll create this thing, takes away the imaginary issue. And right. So there's sprays and droplets and pills and things that you can put into your wine that takes away the sulphur um, right. and supposedly leaves you um, feeling all perky and afterwards. Right. It's but really it's just rubbish. It's taking it as mean. It's kind of rubbish, yeah. I just take yeah. it as <laughs> Okay, was, good to know. Good God, to know. God loves a triad. So, you know. Yeah. The, the I was fascinated with the people that I was went to SPQR one day and I was sitting down with a lawyer friend and he, um, Johnny K, and he started putting uh, ice in his wine. And I was like, what are, what are you Why? doing? I'm not the sure. How would you do that? And here's the weird thing about it. He started putting ice in his wine and then people around us assumed he was doing something really cool. And then more <laughs> ice went into people's wines and it kind of caught on. And I was going, is this for real? I didn't oh try it though, guys. I just thought it, it was cooling it down. Or water it down, it. doesn't okay. it? It's disgusting. You've, you've got to stop this misinformation and yeah. disinformation from spreading. Like, literally, you can't. People that put ice cubes are as bad as Chris nut jobs. Like, you, can, it is a crime yeah. to put ice in your wine. It, okay, everyone likes a cold glass of wine, you know, cold-ish. Yes. Some people more than others. But... Ice, it's water. As soon as you put that in your wine, the ice is going to melt and dilute all the flavour. It's going to taste like right. cat. It's not good. Mm. It's so. Um, so for me personally, so mm. you know, I like a, a chilled glass of wine, and you know, most of the wine that I have here at home, it's room temperature. It's and it's already arrived in boxes. It's sitting in the yes. hallway, ready for me to open. So if I want to enjoy it cold, I've got those. Um, um, they're called chill rocks, right? Mm -hmm. They're those plastic ice cubes or plastic yes. ice balls that you just keep in the freezer, mm. right? 
and mm. you just pull them out. You can put them in your wine and they will cool your wine down without leaching water through it. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And you just throw them back in the freezer or, you know, wash them first. And yeah. So that's the idea behind it. It's just to cool it bloody down. It's to cool it down. But yeah. you know, you don't probably is that our um, white wine's too cold and we drink our red wine's too warm, you know. Mm. Um, it's a real, I don't know how it occurred, but it's a kind of cultural thing. that Because in Europe they put the red wine in the fridge, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So when it's, um, yeah. so especially things like if it's a bright fruity red like a Pinot Noir um, mm. and if it's been in a warm place like on your kitchen shelf or something, put it in the fridge for like, 20 minutes and then serve it and the cold just that little bit of a chill actually brings out all those beautiful florals and spices and mm. delicious mm. things and um you know with your white wine if you're drinking sauvignon or, or or actually no if you're drinking something really fat and gorgeous and full-bodied like chardonnay or viognier or something like that um and you take it out of the fridge and you pour it and you go god it doesn't smell like anything there's nothing really happening and then you sip mm. it and you go it just doesn't – it tastes kind of steely and yeah. weedy. And, but by the time you get to the second half of the glass, it's actually smelling and tasting really good, and that's because you've been going sloshy, slosh, sloshy, slosh, diddly-doo, sloshy, slosh, warming up, lots of air, and it's, yeah. and it's living and becomes – you know, it lives its best life, and it, and it um, becomes really tasty. So don't – like if you've had a wine that's been sitting in the fridge for days, weeks, months, whatever, and you yeah. want to share it with someone – Take it out um, half an hour, 40 minutes before you actually drink it. Yep. Let it kind of warm up just a little bit. And, mm. um, yeah, better living, everybody. How many packages How many packages do you get uh, per uh, day of wines? People trying to impress you with their wares. <laughs> if, I, if I could, I, I swear, I would take my laptop, I, I would unhook it, and I would take you into my hallway. Actually, mm. can I do that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Do it. Do it. Literally, what I've what what I've had in the last this is um, like literally the last couple of days. So I'll just unplug. Can you still see me? Yes, okay. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, let's check. I'm not connected. All right. Okay, so it's a little bit dark. I'm just going to go and turn the okay. light on in the hallway. I'm with you. You're still with me? You can Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got you. That's okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to turn the lights on. Okay. So it's like it a Halloween. Come up. Yep. It does look a little bit like that. Hold on. Um, I need to get need more light. a... I'll get my phone torch. Hold on. Okay. And then you'll be able to see. I oh, know this is riveting. Sorry. No, <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's good. Okay. Um, I'll get Check out there. that wine. Okay, so can you see? Um, yes, uh, aim down a bit more. Oh my gosh! Wow. So that's just that's just like three three or four days worth. Holy can moly! Can you wow. aim the computer down a bit more to the ground? Yeah. Oh wow, that's a lot of booze. Holy. So that's moly. just a, that's just a couple of days. Yeah. So Christ Almighty! Yeah, I know. So. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? You're backed oh, up. You're backed up. That's I'm backed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, yeah. 
so that's, that's kind of how it works. Oh, hold on. And because right. how yeah. fast would you cool. drink a glass of wine? Like, what's the speed that you would go through a glass? Um, well, if I'm taking, sorry, just, I've got myself untangled up. Right. Adjusting. Um, well, I wouldn't. I don't like when I'm tasting things like that. I would literally mm. just open the bottles, um, pour a little bit into a glass, sniff, yeah. right. Taste right, sniff, taste, spit, and then and then put the bottle aside. Reach for the next one. Boom! So it's kind right. of a bit of a production line, and yeah. then yeah. and then I kind of sit back and I go, oh God, what am I going to do with all these wines? <laughs> what, what do you do with them? That's what everyone wants to know. Into the neighbors, or I take them, come and drop off wine, and I say, do you like wine? And they'll go, yeah. And I go, take these. <laughs> so you need to drink them and yes yeah, so I'm kind of like the wine fairy that's so cool. that's so cute yeah and then I sort of I say to my friends um if you're whatever and you need some call me let me know and I'll just literally open wine do my tastings and then I'll give them the bottles because oh that's genius because you know i i can't you drink would, I'd be surely anybody. people would surely people would love to have you just as a guest like you, wouldn't it be cool if you just hosted a drink so you kind of had like a after work drink that you hosted we worked our way through a couple of bottles yeah. um the cheese ran around the place there was some <laughs> music going and it was fantastic you know i'm thinking that's a great afternoon yeah that would be a great afternoon I'm yeah. Yeah. It would be like, you know, I would love that. It's fun. I, I do that kind of stuff. Well, I want to go to one of those. Do something like that. When you're next in Auckland and we're all out of this craziness, I'll bring my geese in, you yeah. bring your wine, and we'll sit down and all the listeners can come and we can have a merry little we cheese and wine festival. We yeah. can have a cheese and wine, a little cheese and wine festival because um, there's nothing. I, I just don't. Um, I love nothing more than to sit around and and pour wine for people and sort of find out what they think and <laughs> them about it. And yeah, but then also yeah. I also love just sitting around and not picking things apart either. You know, just mm, going, is, yeah. this, is this yummy? Yeah, it fucking is great. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but they're relying on you and your endorsement, right? You like the judge duty of of it all. I mean, the game is you send you the wine. Hopefully they can get a great review out of you. Yeah. And then it's going to go on to sell more wines. Um, I, yeah, I imagine so. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, you got to be honest. It's like um, you, you've got to kiss a few frogs. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're not all delicious. They're mm. not all yeah. fantastic. And, um, and you get this with um, of the critics, you know, Yvonne's Review, Herald or, you know, Dish Magazine or wherever or on my website or mm. whatever they saw. And, you know, she only only ever says good things. And it's like, well, right. it's only because I've got space for maybe three or four wines. Mm. That's it, that weekend. And I'm pretty sure people want to know what's good to drink. Yes. Yeah. Like what's actually going to be delicious. There's no um, real reason to put in one that stinks. I'm not, yeah, I mean, that's not really my thing. There, you know, sure, if you go through my website, you'll see there are plenty of wines that I go, mm, actually, 
bit average. Um, yeah. And yeah, but I kind of just because I don't slate people, slate the wines and in, in you're not you're not a shock jock of wine. Good news. Mm. Yeah, I'm not the shock jock. But you know, put me on the spot. And it's just of you know, I'm always honest. I'm always honest. Well, what I enjoy is we get the old fucking shit out of you, you know, the old swear word, which I think is fantastic. Me too. I'm a <laughs> massive swearer, so I feel so at home hearing a few F-bombs. I'm like, yeah, Phew. It's so liberating, isn't it? <laughs> well, I did it on the phone to someone who I was talking to for work today, and I was like, how's this going to go down? And I was so lucky she just burst out laughing. I was like, Again, okay. Yeah. I need to update my swear jar. I've got yeah. to get some cash out and like work Beautiful. on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I reckon yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what we're going to do is this is end up going to be a Voyager uh, long lunch, and we're going to get you up to CB's place and we'll sell some tickets good. to it, make it worth your while, and yeah. crack open a couple of, be- of the best stuff. Yeah, we'll do some great ones yeah, from Ray We'll, um, Get some really yeah. good wines and get some good people together and, and have a good um Elon Lawkins map of New Zealand, you know, we'll just go through great New Zealand wines. Yeah. Great attractions. Yeah. Exactly. Hey um thank you so much for joining us. I've got our next guest waiting. Yvonne, it's been fantastic. We're gonna have you back again. We'll go and organize some shit and have Please. some fun. It was really fun, and um, and thanks for coming into my hallway. Um, Hey, thanks for welcoming us to it. That's an extravagant amount of wine in there. I'm impressed. Yeah. All right. See you later. Snoop says bye. (laughs) See you, you, Snoop. See See you you later. later. Okay, bye-bye. Always good. Always good. Always good. She's great. I love her. Hey, Hey, um, before you leave, I know you've got to get going. Um, So thank you very much. And we are doing a live Saturday show, but I'll take care of that part. Benny will be there, and there's going to be another host auditioning. So I'm just going to pretty much introduce him, and then Benny's going to love this. This is going to be great. Uh, I've got 10 minutes before Open Line Talkback. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you for Crackers tomorrow. All right. Bye. All right. Catch you later. So if you man tell everybody, uh, let's just quickly check in now with uh, Benny Mag. Benny Mag. Freaking exciting stuff. Excited about this next caller. Um, I mean, the, the, those facts are very self-explanatory for the next uh uh, from the previous segment, let's just move right into it. Let's let's get this show moving. Let's do. Tag Stopford. Now you got to work Tiger, bro. That, Tiger, just call me Tig. Tig, mate. How are you? Thank you very very much for joining us. Pickety boo. Thanks for having me. No problem. Hey, um, so we've got Benny uh, here, Benny Mac. Uh, I'm Thane Kirby. You're Tig. Nice to have you there. Mate, can you walk? You sent me a weird message in the middle of the night, and it was saying uh, something about uh, hemp, and we've got to do something about this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's just do that. Start from the top. What's your problem? How can we help and put the word out there? And the walk me through the old tiger drops because I'm keen. Thank you, bud. Um, yeah. Oh, look, it's crazy. And I've, I've just put the kids to bed, so I'm not fully organized. No but, um, you know, we all know that cannabis is, uh, is, um, has been around for a while. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, we all know it's got some beneficial properties, um, but most of us don't realize what a sacred plant it is. So this is Jesus healing the blind under the cannabis tree. Um, that's a thousand-year-old mosaic. It's in a holy Roman Catholic cathedral. It was built by a king and blessed by three popes. And this cathedral tells the story mm -hmm. of the tree of life, right? Um, mm. And here we are in a world where we've got people trying to make millions and billions of dollars off being allowed to grow it and make products from it. For sure. But it's still not legal. Mm. And you can't grow hemp. Why can't you grow hemp? Everyone knows hemp is safe, and yet for some reason, you still can't grow hemp. And our hemp farmers can't sell it to us either. It's got a lot of connotations around it. Hemp? Yeah. What are they? Well, they've been placed there by uh, by programming, effectively. Um, the, the, the connotations with hemp are that... Um, that it's weed. People don't know the difference between the hemp plant and the plant that produces the 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 the, the, the smokable stuff. You know, I mean, if you smoked a pound of of hemp, all you'd get is a probably a, a migraine headache and a, a blown out uh, lung. What, what's your opinion? Ah, uh, no. If you were to smoke hemp, um, you'd reduce anxiety. Uh, and and this is the thing as well. Like this is. Um, we all automatically think about smoking with hemp and cannabis, but that's because we've forgotten that this plant is a vegetable and because we're consumers and as consumers, we've forgotten how to use nature and mm. we've forgotten that in fact extracts of plants can be medicine or extracts of plants can be pleasure or plants can be furniture or food or whatever. With this plant, we just think of it as something to smoke, even though that's just the very, very, very tip of the iceberg. Well, that's the connotation that I was alluding to. It, yeah, people's, uh, people's concepts of what the possibilities are with this vegetable, as you mentioned, are very narrow. Uh, but what have you got? You've got these tiger drops. Is this some sort of an – is this a, a drop or a spray? What kind of uh, – uh, Well, let's uh, – oh, hmm. Let's start with this. Uh, so that's hemp medicine. Uh, first course in New Zealand for doctors, uh, approved by the College of GPs. Um, Very I wrote nice. That in 2017. Um, well done. And spent the last five years teaching doctors about this physiological system that they don't learn about in medical school. So this is where we come down to the program that you're okay. talking about. You know? Yes. Why, why does hemp equal human health? And you okay. can see here. You can see here a quote from the Ministry of Health's own cannabis expert. Uh, cannabis is potentially a panacea, universal cure, for overall okay. health maintenance and protection, much like aspirin is used to prevent stroke and heart disease in healthy individuals, because the endo, endogenous, inside your body, cannabinoid system, is yes. critical to the body's overall homeostasis, means normal function. Well, yep. Why is why are we keeping this down then? Why can't we get this oh, up? It's really why? simple, bro. It's really and who is squashing? Who's squashing it? Is this coming from the alcohol companies? What's uh, well? I'm not saying I have all the answers, mm. um, but it was prohibited on the basis of a lie that it caused mm. insanity and murder, right? To remove it from the market, yeah. 
then in the 1960s, when Timothy O'Leary, you know, tune in, turn on, drop out, um, he actually got the Marijuana Tax Act thrown out on constitutional grounds. And that's when um, the Nixon government uh, then created a new scheduling system. Um, and that said that it had uh, Schedule 1, the highest, most dangerous uh, category, no yes. medical use, even though it's got thousands of years of medical use. Great. Um, and a high risk of harm, even though it doesn't have a high risk of harm. So it's just a big lie thing. And then most of us go along with it because we don't know stuff and because we're being told by, you know, serious, respectable people with big jobs and big salaries. Uh, and also, you know, it's, it's, it's like a pair of Nikes. Look, it's, it's Hollywood movie to make, you know, Hollywood makes movies about it. The cast and crew are endorsing it. It's got every uh, kind of like mainstream movie star has a smoke and enjoys it from time to time. Hmm. It's just incredible that this country, who's you know skillfully got beautiful brains and and and, and can make can and we've got the capacity to produce tons of it, lead the world, yeah. that we can just not turn this into a business and monetize it. Somehow it's kept down, and only the gangs, the gangs again, are the right. only ones really who have got a license to make this and. Well, not exactly true, because no, now it's, well, now me, it's licensed me. cannabis companies. Now it's licensed pharmaceutical well, but companies. There's, but there's yeah. only, there's, it's licensed cannabis companies, but they've only got, like, permits to do trials, right? I mean, I think there's only one putting stuff out, but you can't even buy it here in the country. Uh, yeah, no. So Helios has brought stu is bringing stuff out, but their stuff right. is uh, Dutch isolate that they just repackage here in New Zealand. Um, yeah. And the funny thing, the, the, here's the funny thing, because I feel like I'm, I'm talking to you, I feel like I'm um, one step removed from Jacinda and the government, and I'd, mm. I'd love to know what they're actually thinking, because yeah. everything they've done, like, uh, I mean, you know, uh, everything they've done, we, 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 we're just failing so hard, um, mm. and, and, and all the steps are... We had world-leading legislation in 2006, right? 2006, 2008. Okay. We had world-leading legislation, and then from 2008 until 2017, it was disabled and suffocated by the Ministry of Health. Um, and uh, then in 2018, we get the Medicinal Cannabis Act, which destroyed those regulations and removed the opportunity for most of us to make and, 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 and access um, products. So wow. it, 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 it's really about money. It's about creating markets. Um, yeah. You know, th this is the thing. Uh, unfortunately, I, you could make money off cannabis. You can always make money off cannabis, but they're just trying to make the most money off cannabis by restricting it the most, pharmaceuticalizing uh -huh. it most. Um, and yeah, it, it could be better. And if people understood, that it's uh, a nutraceutical. Can we? Can I? Can you see that? Yeah, please. So, sure. why is cannabis a general medicine? Let's see if I can put this behind that so it doesn't blow through so much. Um, if you can focus on that, you'll see. Like on the top, you've got neuropathic pain uh, mm -hmm. over uh, other side, neuropathic mm -hmm. pain, and you can see there that the endogenous cannabinoids, the cannabinoids inside your body, um, AEA and PEA, they help regulate neuropathic pain. 
Well, mm -hmm. so do the cannabinoids CBG, CBC, CBD, THC. You know, they're, they're similar molecules, but they occur in food plants. And they like black pepper. If you like black pepper, that's the common cannabinoid, beta carophyllene, right? Cannabinoids occur widely in food plants, but there's only one they're abundant in, and that's cannabis sativa, the plant for which they're named. And a great band called Eight Foot Sativa from West Auckland back in the day. They really rocked the party. Hey, um, so talk to me about Tiger Drops. What have they got in them? And uh, if I was to take some tonight, what benefits would um, I find? Yeah, I can't actually have that conversation with you, Thane. I'm no. sorry. Oh, um, right. Okay. I can, I can, unfortunately, um, I can only offer Tiger Drops as a holy oil in accordance with Scripture. Oh, yes, anointing right. your precious objects and making them Perfect. sacred yes. or as a novelty cannabis collectible for political discourse. Yes, of course. Okay. okay. That makes Are complete we... sense. That makes sense to me. <laughs> and, 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 um, and, and the thing about using it for anointing is that is um, therapeutically um, perfect. A perfect way of delivery, is it not? Peace be with you. Thank you. Brother, also brother. With you. From my understanding, um, okay, very cryptic. Um, I cannot recommend you anoint yourself under your tongue, Thane, because it's a prohibited food. Fantastic. And, I, uh -huh. and I'm not going to tell you to start low and go slow and figure it out over a period of time. Yeah, it's a prohibited I food, so. not intended for the treatment or prevention of any disease or condition, not anxiety, yes. not stress, not pain, not sleep, not nothing. Okay. Well, if it's not going to do the trick on sleep, then I'm not interested. So thank you very, very much. Good. Very, very good. Excellent. Um, hey, um, the Hemp Foundation, uh, and how do we support those guys? And what are they doing for this world? Uh, cheers, bud. Thank you for asking. Um, so the Hemp Foundation's my baby. Um, that's, uh, so my mum's got, my, my mum, my dad, my stepdad, my family, um, have, or have had a series of chronic illnesses, um, and Helen Kelly really got me into the whole, uh, education space, um, mm. when she, when she started campaigning for medicinal cannabis, uh, back in 2016, I think it was. And, uh, I wanted to see what I could do to support. So I identified that, you know, Peter Dunn was blaming doctors for not prescribing. So I set out to educate doctors on, mm. you know, why cannabis was useful and should be prescribed. And basically that led to this whole untaught physiological system. And uh, then five years of graft doing that, spent over 30 grand of my own money and I don't have much because I'm a school teacher. Um, and then through all that process, I figured out a way to bring Tiger Drops to market. So Tiger Drops are New Zealand's first legal hemp extracts. And the, the goal is that this will allow me to, to support the co-papa of the Hemp Foundation. And yes. that co-papa is to educate. I've written a biology course for high school students. I launched that last year at the National Science Conference. Wow. Um, I've got this course for doctors, but you know, educating doctors for free is really expensive. Yes. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So the, the the deal with Tiger Drops is, um, you know, it's it's something I'm really proud of, 
um, it's something fully legit from a political, social, legal, um, you know, it's based on scripture. Um, I'm going to continue to improve it. And um, yeah, hopefully that will allow me to take the Hemp Foundation up into a professional level because, you know, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been really satisfying and hugely enjoyable and just really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. um, what's with all the books behind? Can you take us a little tour in your office? It looks like it's very involved there. Oh, uh, um, a lot of well, this, is, this, is, this is the garage, bro. Well, behind there, that's all family stuff, really. Um, oh, okay. Fair enough. That's I've, I've got a bunch of books over here. I've got a bunch of books mm. over there. Um, the thing people don't get is... We all know, and I don't know how much people want to geek out on um, on uh, stuff on a Friday night, but everyone knows food is medicine, right? Mm -hmm. We've all heard it. Food is medicine. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Stuff like that, right? Yes. Um, food really is medicine, mm -hmm. and the the key word for the the foods which are best for us is nutraceuticals. They're foods that have health benefits beyond nutrition, right? Yes. And of them, cannabis is the queen. Cannabis is the queen of nutraceuticals. Um, and people have heard of essential fatty acids, right? Oh, they're essential. Fuck, they're essential. How essential are they? They're fucking essential because all of our body's own medicines are actually made from omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, right? Mm -hmm. But because of our diet in these rich countries where we eat all these junk foods and takeaways... Mm -hmm the system, our endocannabinoid system, gets turned upside down and it goes from being an anti-inflammatory system to being pro-inflammatory. And that's why we have, you know, obesity, diabetes, you know, spike in, you know, all sorts of terrible lifestyle diseases mm. because we turn our system of health upside down by just literally feeding it stuff in the wrong ratios. Uh, and funnily enough, hemp is actually a perfect food for feeding your endocannabinoid system, hemp seed, hemp oil, you know, perfect fuel uh, for your body's own medicines. And then the fact that hemp or cannabis makes cannabinoids, those are the direct molecules. If I, do I have one here? Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, oh, I love this one. Where are we? Yeah. Love and light, fuck the system. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That's Jesus whipping the money changers out. <laughs> you know? Um, Jesus is this something hate. Brian Tamaki could get into? Oh, fuck him. <laughs> um, yeah. Nah, fuck him. Um, fuck that guy. But, yeah, maybe. So, yeah. So, the deal is um, I'm going big with Tiger Drops. I, I just ran my second campaign on BFM. I good tried George, but they didn't reply to my emails. Um, you know what? And I really apologize to that. That place has really turned into the McDonald's of, um, you know, kind of radio stations. And it's a real shame uh, because this is what uh, George was all set out to do too, you know, uh, work yeah, together yeah. with uh, well, owner operators and, and get some products up. Well, this is the thing. And this, like, mm. I really think that what I'm doing is kind of important, you know. Most um, definitely. And, and here's the funny thing, right? Everyone's heard of CBD, yeah? Cannabidiol. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, you heard of yeah. CBD? Yeah, CBD. absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, so CB, sorry if I was more organised. I've got these amazing things. CBD is useful for anxiety, stress, um, cancer. Yeah. Um, a huge range of things, right? 
And CBD, even though it doesn't directly work on your cannabinoid receptors, Uh one of the important, it does work on, on some of them, but what it does is it's a, it's a far inhibitor. It inhibit, it basically lifts the level of your body's own cannabinoids in your own body. Um, So it boosts your body's own cannabinoids by not having them recycled as quickly. Mm -hmm. So it gives you a a lift. And because they, um, because your body's own cannabinoids resolve inflammation, because your body's own cannabinoids uh, regulate normal function, uh, that's a really useful thing. And Johnson and Johnson spent millions of dollars trying to make what's called a far inhibitor like CBD. And they killed some people, you know, they killed some people. Um, Yeah. Uh, but wouldn't be the first time. Hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't yeah, yeah. be the first time that Johnson and Johnson killed people. No. Have you heard about their the asbestos in their baby powder? Oh yeah, mate. Nothing, oh, nothing yeah. like the smell of walking into your mum's bathroom and there's a cloud of um, talcum powder. <laughs> eh? <laughs> the, the caring brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a family it's company, a, isn't it, um, Johnson & Johnson? It's, it's all designed for babies. It's supposed to be, yeah, it's a family company. It's the sort of stuff you, you put on your newborn, the most trusted brand. Yeah. yeah. Asbestos for 40 years. Hey, just um, quickly, some questions here. Dylan Calder, how much of Helios? I don't know what that means. Uh, Dylan Calder, does um, Peter Dunn own any shares in this or something like that? Oh, fuck no. God, no. How, how are you funding yourself? How are you getting up and, and how are people supporting you? How are you making this? Um, because I right got, from the get-go, uh, the websites look professional. Um, you've got your facts and figures and people like to see numbers and um, mm. bold italic and uh, Times Roman fonts. And uh, the website looks very, very good. So, Thank I mean, you. that takes a lot of money, right? Any fact? No. No. no? Uh, well, yeah. so my first $7,500 medical conference I got to by selling raffle tickets on Ponsonby Road until midnight most nights. Wow. Yeah. So. And what were you raffling? Um, I had. Meat pack. Hey? A meat pack? No, um, my mate James, who suggested the raffle, suggested the meat pack. Um, <laughs> but I, I, had some, uh, I had some hot sauces uh, from Otis and Sarah. Um, I oh, had. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Five years ago, well, well, I had some really mint, mint prizes, actually. I had some good prizes, but just stuff I scrounged up from good. Oh, Blue Breeze gave us a uh, $500 dinner or something. This um, is the hot sauce that I use and recommend on the show. Sweet Baby Ray's Buffalo Wing. Nice. Wing sauce. I'm a Sriracha man myself, but I'll, I'll give it a go. Give it a go. Um <laughs> Okay, yeah. so it was a food raffle. It had bits and pieces in there. No, not a food sauce. raffle. It was. It was. It was. Um, I had accounting services from Cleveland oh. Co. and Crummer Road. I had a, ra- I had oh, a range of things. It was a I just tried to get as much as I could, and then um, after. So that, where did that get you to? Uh, that got me to the North Island GP conference, um, which oh, is the so biggest you- medical conference in New Zealand. I have. Um, I, I have one of the biggest stands there actually, because um, I reckon. Oh, you had a stand there. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've so, had five. so you um, did you used to have the shop, or was that someone else that had the shop? In oh Maryland yeah, yeah. Uh, up in um, up in. Uh, it's it's like a barbecue. Now. Chris. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that was a squat, mate. That was a squat. I saw it was empty, and I figured out who owned it. And because uh, I had all these big conference banners from my m- big education banners, and I just thought right. it's empty, it's free, it's on arterial. There's a referendum coming. I put the signs up. Why can't you grow hemp on the street for people every day? I had the attorney, gen- the attorney general of New Zealand, David Parker, walk pa- past that every day, 
you know, and Barbara yeah. Moore, she's his right-hand woman, walk past every day on the way to the office. Hey, mate, um, um, we've got Andrew David Cronk says, if this product was not his own and was something from overseas, what would be the effects of that overseas product that is clearly not his? I like that. That's an excellent question, sir. Um, so I make a range of products. Oh, well, sorry. Uh, to answer that question exactly, um, cannabigerol is a molecule of interest. Um, it is a CB2 partial agonist, which is the um, uh, central nervous system and peripheral organs, uh, immunoregulation, among other things. And it's a partial CB1 agonist, uh, which is the, um, sorry, the brain central nervous system. Um, uh, it's indicated for cannabigerol overseas. People uh, are finding uh, evidence for it for use in anxiety, stress, depression, mood disorders like bipolar, breast cancer, prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer, heart ischemia, Crohn's disease, Lewy body dementia, um, uh, inflammation, other stuff like that. Um, in Europe, CBG is now a cosmetic ingredient as well, and it's, being, uh, it's going through a process of being uh, recognized as a novel food. Um, in the USA, it's commonly sold as a dietary supplement. Yeah. CBG. CBG. Wow, that's uh, a new so, one. Yeah, we make more than 60 cannabinoids in our body. The cannabis plant, hemp, makes more than 180. Cannabigerolic acid is the first one. And then all the ones you know and love come down off that. Okay. Yeah. Which is good. Um, I am. Um, bloody I'm marvelous, see, mate. Bloody so I think marvelous. The show is going to support you. Um, we're going to be right behind you. Anything that you've thank got. You, thank you. Thank like, you. Um, that you've got something new that you want to talk about and bring and chat about anytime you just let me know the platform is yours. And the other good yep. thing is we, we're expanding. So um, we're going to be like yep. uh, six nights from eight till midnight type thing. So you can jump on every show. We want to be, we are citizen journalists. Yes. Uh, open um, open dying broadcasters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank so, you, um, Thane. Thank you, Benny. No I really appreciate it. Because the thing is, each one teach one. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. What, but, but, but the thing is, right, if I cannot be boring, I'll try. No, um, no, no, CBD no. was legal in New Zealand. CBD was right. unregulated. You could have brought in kilos, okay? Yeah. And then through unethical and what appears to have been potentially illegal actions, yes. the Ministry of Health made it a controlled drug like cocaine, oxycodone, you know, oxycontin, yeah. you know, and, and, and against happened. the advice of its own experts and the ESR, the government's own forensic laboratory, right? The Ministry of no, Health sure. made this compound with no scope for abuse into a yeah. controlled drug as if it was yes. penis, you know? Yeah. Wow. yeah. And then from there, they made it prescription, you know, but it's just, it's all uh. rubbish. It's all and rubbish. Was that, uh, was that around that 2018 that you mentioned, or when did that? Uh, uh, 20, when did they... 2016. In 2016, right. they made it a controlled drug. Oh, and and, okay. and the way yeah, they okay. did so was dodgy as. Um, right. And, but, but, but they're in charge. MedSafe is King Kong. You know, they say it's not in the public interest for us to, to disclose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. Yeah, we trust very concerning. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, mate, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. And um, yeah, thanks and, for the enlightenment um, from the oil. Do you, do you have any more um, Do you have any more time this evening to 
continue the discussion going at all because um, the my show keeps going on for another half an hour or so. Uh, um, I'm I'm here now. I can do some work. I've just had a long day of kids and work, uh, but I'm happy to hang around, bro. Fantastic. Yeah, cool. That would be that would be fantastic, guys. Yeah. This is my stop here. I'm going to get off, but uh, all the best, and uh, we'll be in touch. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Cheers, Dane. All the best, mate. See you, mate. Okay, cool. Thanks. Okay, well, that was uh, Thane Kirby with another episode of uh, his talkback show. What an amazing show. Yep, you made it. We are here. You have most certainly arrived. And uh, thank you so much to Thane and Sophia for their spectacular show. Uh, we're here. We are live. It is your brother, Benny Mac, here. And you're talking smack with Benny Mac. I've got an amazing uh, guest here, Tyg. Uh, welcome, uh, welcome back. And thanks for joining me uh, on this evening's broadcast. Thank you, Benny. Pleasure to be here with you. Bloody incredible. Now, uh, uh, yeah, so if you're just joining us now, uh, have a look back. Uh, there's been a huge discussion around uh, the cannabis uh, legislation here in New Zealand and hemp legislation, I guess, as well. Um, lots of Lots of points have been made. Uh, pretty incredible stuff. Let's turn to the chat room specifically and turn uh, to them, uh, lean on them, in fact, and ask them for, for, for some questions because I think it would be great if anyone's got any questions. We want to be able to answer them for you here and now. Um, so how were you received at the uh, GP's convention that you uh, had a stall at? Oh, really good. I've done five of them now. Um, the first the first three, there were no medical cannabis companies there. It was just me. Um, and yeah, I had right. a huge cannabis plant. Um, I had... Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, had, uh, you know, serious graphics. I had, you know, several hundred research papers. So people could come to my stand and actually... Because I'm not there to sell a product. You know, I'm there to inform them about the field um and so they could get a real sense of the field and then over the next several five years i surveyed them all every time i went i got all this really powerful data i mean basically doctors who understand it think that you should be able to grow your own right, right. but yeah absolutely. could i get that published <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right 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 so that's that's the that's the hard thing trying to get any any, uh, I guess, registered doctor to make a formal statement, or how does it uh, work? Getting it published, mate. Getting it published is the problem. You know, no, that, what do they call these? Um, uh, health magazines or some sort of NZ Doctor. Yeah, NZ, NZ Doctor is the magazine. Uh, they published one data point, which was that eighty-nine percent of doctors had never heard of the endogenous cannabinoid system that regulates normal function. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 89%. But they'd never heard of it. So never they're of sort it. of, yeah, right. Right. So it's kind of, 
And the 11% who've heard they, of it don't know what it does or how it works. You know, they've just heard of it. <laughs> and they do, and there's no, um, there's no interest. That's not true. Um, but at the end of the day, doctors have quite complicated jobs with a lot of responsibility and they're generally risk averse. So, you know, what they prefer to do is wait for, wait for what is recognized as evidence within their field. And over time, um, that's, you know, doctors used to be clinical, you know, they used to practice in the clinic. Um, right. this, this piece of uh, close print is um, the Lancet, you know, Lancet's like a, you know, one of the most prestigious medical journals in the world, been around for a long time. And this is actually Queen Victoria's doctor who was instrumental right. in um, inventing uh, much of um, some important stuff of neuroscience. And he's okay. writing here on the therapeutical and toxic effects of cannabis indica. Yeah. Um, I have been led by more than 30 years experience of the drug, right? For 30 years, he prescribed it. He gave it to yep. Queen Victoria. He gave it to her for, for menstrual pain. He gave it to her for menopause. Perfect. You know, he gave it to people for mental conditions, sensorial conditions, for pain, for muscular conditions. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was one of the most commonly prescribed drugs in Europe and the USA for about 40 years. So it's just wow. quite, yeah, so it's quite remarkable that we can go from one of the most widely prescribed drugs in the world, you know, yeah. and for over a hundred conditions, yeah, yeah, for over a hundred conditions, that's remarkable. Yeah, right, right, And then right, you right. scroll forward to us here now in the free West, in the age of the information superhighway, and there's no evidence. Absolutely bonkers. We've got a question <laughs> from the uh, chat room. A hundred conditions, that's incredible in itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, is holy water, oh no, is the holy... Oh, the way, holy oil. Yeah, is the holy way the only way to market this? Ah, I sense competition. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I offer it as a holy oil in accordance with scripture and as a novelty yes. cannabis collectible. Um, I expect, you know, the Ministry of Health has been busy with a bunch of stuff uh, lately, as everyone knows. Um, uh, you know, the legality of it is yet to be ascertained. Fair enough. Yeah, no, one, no one in the industry thinks I can do what I'm doing. No one in the, in the, the medicinal cannabis industry thinks I can do what I'm doing. Um, but I've been doing it for over a year so far, and I'm trying to go um, harder, higher, and faster and in the you know the the mad idea of trying to get people to wake up to the possibilities and make a difference. So on that front, um, you were saying that you educate um, GPs for free. Um, what is your method of educating them? How do you uh, reach them? So uh, medical conferences is the number one. Um, right. You know, go to those conferences, take a six meter stand full of infographics, yep. full of that. Um, but from that, that first year, I realized like I was I was shocked and stunned at how little people knew, like really shocked and stunned. So yeah. from that, I sort of ate the elephant and wrote a course for doctors then and submitted it for um, uh, approval by the College of GPs. Yes. And then I ran how did that get on? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, it was well but, received. Yeah, yeah, well received. But again, like when you're when you're you know a relief teacher and you've got two small children, yeah. you know, it's just expensive and hard and a hassle. So I ran a few physical courses, um, yep. but 
really what my focus has been on just uh, uh, getting digital out and trying to get the resource to take the Hemp Foundation website up to the next level. Right. So it could, so yeah, it could that makes be, sense. You know, an integrated learning environment. Um, and again, like the, my plan is to make it available for free um, because I think the knowledge needs to be out there. And if people choose to make a koha, great. But, you know, I've, it's, I think it's important not to rely on other people. You hope that they will help and support. But and I've been really lucky in the last five years, you know, people, not many people, it's true, but people have supported my work so that I've raised about 15 grand from my give a littles and stuff like that, that that's helped me get to these conferences and do this mahi. Um, that's so that, perfect. Yeah. Well, it's been, it's been, yeah, man, I couldn't have done it without, without, you know, the help of people. Um, now, um, I noticed that there is a button there, uh, join the foundation. Um, talk to us about what it means to, to, to be a foundation and what it means to be a member of the foundation and, um, things like that, whether it's free to join. Yeah, you know, it's, it's completely free to join, mate, completely free to join. Look, at, at this moment, like the, the, the base thing is each one, teach one, learn and share, you know, um, upskill yourself on the subject. So with the Hemp Foundation, I can talk science. If someone has a, a, a condition, a disease, they can write to me at the Hemp Foundation and I can offer them um, what information I may have. At, at this point, I have quite a significant library. Um, and so, you know, the, the point of the, the Hemp Foundation is to improve things, right? And that means helping people to help themselves and helping us as a community, hopefully, to advance, to, to use this resource properly. Um, you know, what we Yeah, perfect. Properly. Yeah. Yeah, great. So it's a, it's a great sort of a meeting place, a, a, a place to, to edu educate yourself, find answers, ask questions. Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, as I, so as Tiger Drops hopefully scales up, I'll then be able to put, because I've got, I've got lots of half resources, if you know what I mean. Um, and, you know, then I'll develop more resources to provide to people that they can then take into their community, you know. And Absolutely. You know, if people are growing their own herb out there, it is easy to make your own products. And if you are making your, if you are growing your own herb, you can make your own products. If you do make your own products, why not take them out to the community? You know, why not sell them? You know, and if you want to keep the bud for yourself, you want to keep the leaf for yourself, you can use the roots. You know, there's lots right. of things, you know, you can do. But what we need to do, I think, is get the products to the people so that people understand it's more than just getting high. Yeah, I think that's I think that's awesome. That's an awesome uh, point there. Um, have you collaborated with any doctors directly, and um, have you got any doctors on the team or anything? Yeah, yeah. Have, have a look. Um, so I co-founded it with um, Dr. Ben Jansen and Dr. Sarah Clark. Uh, there was a third doctor on there, but she's now on the board of the New Zealand Medical Association, so it's not really politic for her to be on there now. Um, okay. Uh, and um, I work with Dr. Graham Gilbranson, um, who's New Zealand's leading prescriber um, and has pioneered, he, he has led the charge in New Zealand. The, the first year that he came out of the closet, so to speak, and advocated for cannabis was the same year that, um, that I started doing, doing my mahi. So we, um, we've, 
he maintains his independence, which is best because it protects him from being, you know, too closely associated with, you know, activism. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I support doctors, um, Dr. Simon Bristow and Dr. Birgit McConaughey up at Koru Medical in Karikari up north. Uh, they're good people. Um, Dr. Anna Harvey of the Cannabis Clinic. Um, and I, you know, when people come to me and I think they yeah. should see those people, they're the doctors that I refer them to. Um, now, how does that go as far as referrals? Like, is there a list? Is it a? Is it generally a personal referral? How does that go? Uh, so, if I have someone who comes to me and they need more than I can offer, um, then I refer them to the appropriate medical professional. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you okay. know, like I, I, I gave I gave a guy twenty bottles the other day, right? Um, and we won't go into the details why. Hey, a sale! Um, we uh, <laughs> we uh, um, see the show uh, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hopefully, and, it's one of uh, our viewers. Thank you, thank you, viewers. Um, the um, uh, but I can only. You sold. How was it? You 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 got him a bunch of bottles and. Oh, like what? I gave, I gave him, I gave him uh, twenty bottles of this, um, you know, yes. because I, um, you know, it, it was it was obvious that his family needed some holy oil, you know, um, yeah, uh, and I, it's it's complicated, you know. I operate in a strange area. Yes. Okay. Um, we've got more questions from the chat. Uh, this one here. As it is clearly part of the anatomy, why is it not taught in training medical students? That's an excellent question. Um, if I was more, if I'd got out of here a little bit earlier, uh, I'd have nice graphics to show you. So I'm going to use my hands instead. Um, so it is taught, but it's partially taught, right? So yeah. um, GPCRs, G-protein coupled receptors are the largest, most diverse and important receptor system in the mammalian kingdom, right? GPCRs. So receptors are like a keyhole and they have a ligand, which is a signal which fits in the receptor and causes an action reaction, right? So yep. the largest, most complicated keyholes in our body, in our tissues, are, um, are GPCRs, right? Yeah. And they teach that. But what they don't teach is that the molecule that fits with them, yeah. that makes stuff happen, is a cannabinoid. Yeah? And they yeah. also don't teach that these cannabinoids are derived from essential fatty acids. So what they don't teach at medical school is nutrition, and they don't teach the effect of nutrition at the cellular level, right? Okay. They teach pharmacology and anatomy. So it kind of misses uh, the middle bit. Okay. Looking back at the chat, uh, is there, is there a recommended dose for each daily holy anointment? Um, what did you say earlier? I think you said start start slow and um, 
and monitor the, the effects. So if I take off my Tiger Drops hat, all right, and I put on my Hemp Foundation hat, which is just a receding hairline, uh, then, um, you know, overseas, when people use cannabinoid-based products, they start low, go slow, and work it out. And what this usually means is a drop under the tongue, morning and night for the first week, then two drops the second week, three drops the third week, four drops the fourth week, and so on, until the, those people find benefit, and then they dial it back a drop, yeah? Okay. And that will be what they do. But I can't recommend, and I must insist, people do not do that with my products, because my products are prohibited foods and not intended for the treatment or prevention of any disease or condition. Okay, that is duly noted. Thank you very much for that uh, <laughs> clarification. Um, interesting stuff. Okay, so um, when uh, yeah, so there's different strains of cannabis. Uh, you mentioned that the Queen uh, was it Queen Victoria? Was it Queen Victoria? Uh, Queen Victoria enjoyed indica. A lovely in, indica strain. Tincture, <laughs> uh, yes, mo, mo, it, 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 yeah. Tincture. Yeah. How would she have had her? How would she have um, consumed or, or had that medicine? Um, uh, she may have put it under her tongue. Uh, she may have put it in her belly button. She right. may have put it on her temples. Okay. She may have put it on her wrists. So and and was it um, a tincture? As you, as you say. Yeah, tincture. So uh, she most likely used an alcohol tincture. Uh, cannabinoids are hydrophobic. They, they resist water, but they dissolve in fat and alcohol. Aha. Uh -huh. So that's so, why sometimes you'll see a spray and that spray will, be, will have an alcohol base, uh, similar to the way that home, home homeopathic is in a way. Uh, I'm not familiar with homeopathy, uh, really. Um, I, I, I maybe that is a tincture. Yeah, is is that herbs and herbs and spirits? I think so. Yeah, I think what they with homeopathy, I think they put a very small amount in in a spirit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know that. Um, with cannabis, it's the tinctures are often uh, in sunflower oil. Or they shouldn't be. Uh, the, 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 so um, hemp seed oil is a great oil for it, but okay. it does oxidize. Um, MCT oil is the best oil for keeping terpenes stable. Um, there is grapeseed okay. used. There are other oils used, but my pick would be either an alcohol tincture. Or my pick would be an MCT oil, probably as the as the base, or a hemp seed oil if you're super fancy, because that's got that perfect ratio of omega threes and sixes as well. It's like you know, right. better than fish oil, better than fish oil. Um, um. So, yeah, hemp seed oil or MCT oil are, are really good carriers. Uh, olive oil is traditional. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, also good. Yeah, olive oil is traditional. Okay, so is that what would have been used uh, in the holy days of uh, biblical times? Exactly. Nine uh, pounds, mate, nearly five kilos of weed in 10 liters of olive oil with double that much myrrh, cinnamon, and cassia fistula. 
This was some potent, potent oil. And surprise, surprise, <laughs> it was reserved for the priest kings who ruled the tribe. You know, let no man among you make any oil like it, lest you be cast out from your people. Wow. Uh, a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of history, a lot of stories. And uh, it's interesting, the, t the teachings, how, uh, how um, I suppose you've got a lot of uh, the Christians, people, Christianity, going to church, very holy, holy people would never for a minute um, want to even consider that uh, <laughs> the, their Lord and Savior could possibly be with cannabis. <laughs> well, that's that's going to be interesting. COVID's really put a dent in, in my plans because this year was supposed to be my year of going to churches. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, right. yeah, that could have been quite brilliant. Because I need missionary people, mate. I need missionary people. Yeah, you know? of course you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some people to spread the good word and go door to door and um, and preach and yeah, save I'd people. I'd be going door to door if it wasn't for the pandemic as well, because you know it's you can't really get in shops, you can't really get out. You know, it's like it's hard, hard, hard. Um, so is that is that what you do? Do you actually work the street? And um, I, I mean, you mentioned that you were doing um, raffles and and things like that, working the street, pounding the pounding the pavement. But do you also um, do a bit of door knocking as well? Uh, I haven't done that yet. Uh, uh, I did when I stood for Auckland District Health Board. I knocked on heaps of doors, um, but. Yeah, I just take every opportunity. My kids say I'm kind of boring. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, that's funny. And they're right. Um, so, so, um, yeah. I mean, are, are there any are there any sort of exciting ways that we can uh, sort of share this message with the younger generation that might think that? Um, uh, this is all a bit blasé and un uninteresting. Uh, well, I mean, this is the thing. It's, you know, th this field usually is not interesting to people until they get sick. Um, but it's like, it's so much bigger than pot and it's, it's so much bigger than health even, you know, um, because everyone's fighting over these invisible pieces of pie in markets that haven't even been created yet. And yeah. you've got this resistance against the entire industry from all of these existing industries, most of whom are polluting our world, destroying our environment and poisoning our bodies, you know, but, but they've got market power. So, yeah. you know, the, this is the struggle. How do we get it out there? So I, I really want people to see it as actually a strategic resource that we can't grow enough of and we can't get enough of into our supply chains for lots of different things. But, but it is the different, we're going from zero to one and which is a lot, it's hard, you know, and then we're hoping to do it at big scale in lots of established industries. Like it's a, it's a giant task. And what it really requires is actually the state, you know, it actually requires the state to do infrastructure and you know yeah set it up but right now the way it's all set up it's all controlled and suffocated it's just suffocated yeah. um we're doing what the canadians did 
and that costs yeah. Canadian farmers $50 billion, you know, over 20 years in lost revenues. Um, and, and not just that, opportunity cost, opportunity yeah. cost yeah, yeah, to develop yeah. an industry, develop markets, get things happening. That's the real cost. And I mean, I don't know, you know, hello, we live in a horror movie, climate change. Fuck, we need freakier words than climate change. You know, our extreme <laughs> weather future is here. You know? um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess um, we had two months of rain last night, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's it, you know. Yeah. Um, what, what kind of shocked me is that um, we couldn't manage to legalize uh, cannabis yet uh, at Rhythm and Vines and all these rave parties, they want to legally have people there testing people's illicit bloody drugs. I know. Fucking sickening uh, news. What, what do people want for their children? Yeah, uh, it's just interesting. Hopes? People are afraid. Uh, I had Mark Ellis telling me, um, oh, cannabis is stronger now than it's ever been. You know, he's saying vote no against it, against it. And it's like, yeah. dude, you know what? Like, it doesn't matter how strong it is. I mean, if you drink absinthe, right, it's 75%. You drink a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. It means that you don't have to fucking uh, smoke as much. It's like running a higher octane fuel, isn't it? You're going to get better economy and maybe a little bit higher speed out of it. That's how I think of it, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, now, um, is, it, is the whole... Um, Big pharma slash paper te textile industries argument or or story the, the truth. I I can't say I know what's true, mate. You know, um, <laughs> the, 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 you know his story, yeah. her story, and the truth, right? But you know, there is a lot of evidence um, that the prohibition of hemp and cannabis comes down to uh, bureaucrats wanting empires, to industries not wanting competition, um, to the control of markets and the control of consumers. I think that's the easiest way to put it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's well said. That's um, well said. And if we take uh, it, go on. Oh, we've just got a quick question here in the chat. Uh, do the drops help with, uh, do the holy drops help with nausea? And uh, theoretically, um, would would it be recommended to a, do a holy anointment if you were on other meds? And um, how long should you anoint for? Hello there, Selena. Um, thanks for your question. So let's not talk about tiger drops. Let's make this a hemp foundation conversation, right? Um, yeah. Many cannabinoids are recognized for nausea, yeah? Um, so in your body... Cannabinoids have what's called a homeostatic effect, and that really just means leveling, equilibrium, right? Bringing your body towards balance. That's generally speaking what cannabinoids do, unless it's THC, which you know gets you high, right? Um, as yeah. well as well as those homeostatic. So it's just things. so so. Let me just repeat that again. I was just changing your your name there. Um, yeah. You're saying the cannabinoids are you sort of top top them up. 
so if when if you supporting your cannabinoid system you know should help your body to maintain equilibrium so it should help to reduce nausea it should help to reduce pain understanding the cannabinoids like the the individual ones is helpful for particular conditions uh so you know because they 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 all have a they all you know they overlap they're similar but different they overlap they yeah. do the same thing but differently you know um yeah so if for example you were to get a a cannabinoid oil um on a prescription say what you yeah. would do is you would put this this oil um under your tongue um and you would leave it there for one to two minutes to be absorbed under your tongue and you'd do that twice a day maybe three times a day you'd start with one drop and uh then after three to five days or a week you go up to two drops you know morning and night maybe three yeah. times a day you know third week you go up to three drops and you just do that slowly because what you want to do is yeah, right, right, right. under you your existing you know at your cannabinoid level and just gently lift it gently lift yeah, it yeah, gently yeah. lift it until you feel you're getting benefit and then you dial it back a drop and that becomes your maintenance dose Oh, you're very good at explaining it. I think we sort of covered that earlier, but that was very gracious of you to go over that again. Uh, and that's an important thing to understand. So I think it's it is important to make sure that you take the time to explain it uh, well. Um, do, 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 do. We've got a caller backstage. Uh, are you there? Recap, Dave. We're going to bring you through now, buddy. Yeah. Uh, how you going, Recap? Welcome to the show. How are you? How are Goodbye. you? Um, Good mate, nice to see ya. Um, Benny, hi. Good Benny, how, how are you enjoying the show? Oh, that's all right. I've just tuned in about the last five minutes. Okay, cool. Well, um, have so I'm you listening ever, to this guy um, talking about cannabinoid, cannabis, or cannabinoids, and talking about how they affect take away pain and um, nausea, or can reduce it. Hmm. Um, that's yeah, good, do you yeah, suffer? But, do you have any sort of um, aches and pains or any sort of things that you think that would be helpful for? Or not really? No, not really. Not really. Um, have you ever been? Have you ever been one to? Um, I mean, at any stage through your life, have you ever smoked a joint or sort of had a, a, yeah, a, um, a cookie or anything like that? I was given some when I um, left home, um, and I had some a few months before, and. Um, when I was 25, and um, when I, and also um, when I was like 18, I had a few puffs. But because I was on some medication, it um, it made me more manic and more um, more um, like I was riding my bike a lot, and I was um, and I, I I became hyperactive. Yeah. Made me hyperactive. Yeah. It made yeah, me well, cough even more. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. It wasn't. It see, I don't know. I don't know. I, ways. No, but Benny, I don't know what it would have done had I not been. I was on the medication first when I was seventeen, so that made me talk a lot more as well. And, then, <laughs> and, and and all it did when I had the marijuana and I was drinking as well, it just confused <laughs> me. You know, absolutely. I can <laughs> completely, especially as a seventeen-year-old kid with um, already medicating. Yeah, and I yeah, confused yeah. everyone else. I confused everyone else. I just talked all about my problems. I, I developed millions of problems. And I tell, told everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting. I mean, initially, um, it could it could be sort of 
my thought is, wouldn't it be brilliant if there were actual products available um, for you at that age in that situation? No, I should never could, have been put on. I should never have been put on that medication. That medication. Yeah, well, this is what I'm. This is what I'm alluding to, David. Yeah, just let, let me let me just hear me out. What I'm saying is, imagine if there was some some medication, some CBD medication that could have been used in the first place. Uh, and maybe that could have actually leveled you out rather than these sort of pharma, pharma drugs that they seem to have had you on for, for quite some time. boarding school to sedate me because I was being bullied and called Cyril all the time, and that just made me psychotic. That medication made me psychotic and delusional, you know? Heavy stuff, heavy stuff. Okay, Dave, very interesting insight. We're that gonna was bring a you back. That, that was heavy. <laughs> That's a heavy story. So he always um, – so Recap Dave's a real interesting character. He's a serial uh, caller of, of talkback radio, and uh, he's a fan of Thane's, and he comes on the show, and he's very candid about his um, dissatisfaction with pharma, with his me- dealing with his mental health, um, with the way they administer it, all these kinds of things. So um, very interesting insight there. Um, I see the question from Andrew. Um, yeah, DuPont and, DuPont and synthetic fibers is, is, uh, is part of it. It was also about paper, you know, um, the, Rupert Murdo- the Rupert Murdoch of the day, um, Randolph, William Randolph Hearst. He um, had massive timber plantations. Uh, you know, cannabis hemp is, uh, is a, a really effective source of fiber for paper making as well. Um, yeah, but... There's a lot of industries, alcohol, tobacco, pharma, timber, um, petrochemicals, there's, there's, a, there's a whole bunch. Pharmaceuticals, right? About uh, at least 55% of all medicines target your cannabinoid system, right? Because it, because it regulates most function. Wow. Yeah. Um, if you want to do fact, you can, so, so Google on um, G protein coupled receptors, uh, Professor Paul Insel from University College San Diego, uh, University of San Diego, um, has some stuff, I think, on the Druggable Genome website. Interesting stuff. Uh, we have got a, another, uh, well, this is actually a show intern. Uh, Selena Spain, are you there standing by backstage? Let's bring her through. Uh, Selena Spain, how's your show going? Good, good. How the um, How's the sound with these earbuds? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Let me just bring the volume okay. down just a little bit, and I think we're good to go. Now, um, did you uh, happen to get on there and get yourself some holy oil yet? Um, no, because I'd actually never heard of it before, so it's all learning curve for me. Do you happen so, to have a question? Yeah. We've still got Tiger on the show. He's right here with us. Hello, yeah, well, it was very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just, it's just so much to process because yeah. I'm not Late really on a Friday. Familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but it's just, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to break down into a simple question because you're so, like, advanced and educated about it. So, um, well, well, five yeah, years yeah, of heavy uh, reading. I totally get it. Don't worry. It, 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 it's, yeah. it, it actually broke my mind at one point, this thing. It's just a crazy, crazy field. So, my, now, um, well, I do have a little question. Uh, yeah, go, go, go. Take it away, Selena. So, so have you 
approached any um, politicians and had any pushback from them? Yeah, um, I tried really hard to um, to operate politically uh, in the first few years. Um, you know, traditionally I've been a Labour supporter. Um, so, and because I was in Jacinda's electorate, I wrote to Mount Albert Labour and I let them know everything I was doing, all the GP conferences I was going to, all my survey results, all the findings from my research. Never got any replies. Um, I couldn't join the local electorate committee, even though I was a member. Um, my membership, you know, I, membership of the party became a problem. Um, the only politician, I doorstopped heaps of politicians, made appointments with heaps of politicians. The only one who ever got the subject, like intellectually, was Winston Peters, um, when it, which wow. kind of surprised me. Um, I knocked on his batch in Fananaki and, um, you know, led him to believe I was good mates of Mark Ellis, who I've met once before. Um, right. And, um, you know, he got it. He got that food was medicine. He got it. But his missus... Yeah ran the New Zealand division of Johnson & Johnson. It's called Janssen, Janssen Pharmaceuticals over here for 10 years. So it's cool. possible that there's a conflict of interest there. And Winston has played a hand in keeping cannabis illegal over the years, as has Peter Dunn. I spoke to Jacinda about it, and she said I should come and talk to her. But then, you know, I've never made any progress there. You know, the, none of the politicians act like they know anything. Yeah, they're quite restricted, I guess, because of their own caucus and just of all the red tape and all, all yeah, everyone they have to convince. So. Apparently, ministers have to follow advice, pretty much. Like yeah, a strong minister can push back. A strong minister can push back. And Andrew Little told me, oh, I'll push back, I'll push back. But it, I think it seems, it, it seems like, and it's hard to know because you're outside, but it seems like the regulators do their thing and their mm. thing can be irrational and possibly illegal and, you know, what looks like unethical, you know, but they get away with it. And the politicians say, I'm just following advice. So it's like a perfect circle. Mm. Uh, question here in the chat. Uh, th thank you so much, Selena, for your question. Thank you. Okay, we've got a question here from uh, Andrew David Kronk. Um, do you ever get tired of the fight, Tyg? Thank you, Andrew. Uh, that's a, a, a kind and thoughtful question. Um, yeah. Uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. My, my children think I'm embarrassing. What I do is embarrassing, um, you know, because I'm out there uh, and I'm doing something which, you know, most people think is... You know, they don't think much of it if they think of it at all or else they think it's ridiculous or whatever. Um, and it's been hard. It's been financially hard and it's been bad for my uh, career as a school teacher. Um, but, uh, but I love it and believe in it. And the fact I've now managed to somehow, against the odds, create a product, which I'm so far getting away with, uh, is, is thrilling. Um, so the next step is to try and you know, make it into something so that I can take my work to a much more professional level and start to operate at scale because it's the it's the one-on-one. -on -one. The one-on-one's really important, you know, to, to individuals, but it's broadcast. Yeah. Broadcast is actually how you get it. And my focus yeah. of late has been on just each one, teach one, learn and share, just, you know, for the last few years, just trying to get people to understand so they can tell other people. But, you know, and... 
having the holy oil is hopefully a way of accelerating that because you know mm. this is a complicated field with big words but yeah. you know um when you can connect something to something you know tangible yeah then that short circuits a bit of that yeah and it's quite an and it's kind of uh interesting i think we're at this sort of interesting um crux point here um between uh we've got sort of like this instant online shopping uh contactless <laughs> delivery um so same day shipping uh e-commerce uh you know you you, you know you're actually doing a a, a great job here sort of adapting to the social certain uh work environment by working by putting your work online having a product uh thinking uh innovatively and um and doing god's work that's the one brother spread the gospel of him <laughs> <laughs> language is everything people <laughs> exactly okay well we're going to um we're going to bring selena and recap in uh just towards the end of the show here we're we're rounding up to the top of the hour um it's almost uh it's almost 11 p.m incredible on a Friday we're both on portrait mode <laughs> oh and look we have got puma puma is making oh, really? a puma, look. puma puma oh nice puma puma wake up kitty puma 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 oh, oh we just had another sound did we no, that's um, that's my reminder for me to log on to Genshin Impact oh my so my son can get his, uh, his premium gems. Oh, perfect. You are a legend. Those gems are going to come your way. Hey, well, Tiger, I'm going to let you go. Okay, thanks so much for the show. Um, did you have any uh, final parting words that you wanted to share or any websites that you wanted to quickly drop the, uh, the links to? Uh, if anyone has any questions about the field, just learn at thehempfoundation.org.nz. If I can help you, I will. Um, I can't talk tiger drops there, um, but I can talk science information, stuff like that. Um, if anyone wants a holy oil or a novelty cannabis collectible, then, you know, tigerdrops.co.nz. Um, and, yeah, uh, please just take an interest and and you know it's it's the over 60s who are really driving the market overseas um just talk to your your parents your grandparents whatever um you know bone up on on the endocannabinoid system and and just you know explain how and why medical cannabis works to them and yeah uh, anyway just just be in touch and i'll help if i can Perfect. Right. Thank you so much. Very insightful. Hey, I'm going to let you go, Ty. Thanks very much for, for being you, on the show Cheers, tonight. Selena. Cheers, Recap. Bye, thanks. Happy Cheers, weekend. buddy. Happy weekend, folks. Uh, good on you, and happy gem hunting. <laughs> Cheers, bud. <laughs> okay, oh, cool. So, so uh, how did you get on? You had a good show, Selena? Yes. Oh, yeah, got there in the end. Oh, a little bit messy earlier on, but... um. Really enjoyed Yvonne, yeah, and yeah, it was really cool. This guy stayed for for longer, yeah. So, tight, tight, perfect, yeah. Tight show. Hey, thanks, Selena Spain, for joining us on the show. I'm going to let you go. Okay, I appreciate you for logging in, and uh, 
keep looking for those guests because we need some guests like yeah, Mike have, to pull out the back end of the show because yeah. we're struggling. Don't start booking guests. Don't start no, booking guests for Thane. We need them back at this part of the show. Oh, so I need to pro- get them into this. Yeah, get them yeah, in this part of the show. Yeah. Just bring them on through. Okay. It doesn't need to be organized. Just get them in here when they when they can. Okay. I might need an I might need an email of yours. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. Okay, okay, thanks, Selena yeah. Spain. We'll let you go. Okay, and recap, Dave, how did you find the show, my buddy? Did you have a I've good only, I've only heard the last 20 minutes of it, so uh, that was good. But It was high I'm energy, good I'm positivity. I'm sorry for talking over the top of you before. I was a bit loud and a bit over-talking. Um, are you there? I'm there, mate. You go right ahead. Oh, yeah. That's not a problem. I'm just saying, I'm interested. You said I'm a serial um, um, talkback caller. Have you heard me? So have you, have, 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 have I Oh, mate, very distinctive voice. I've got a feeling that I might have heard you call up Leighton Smith or or, or um, I did, uh, Ben Corkery or, or what's her name? I have. Angela I've talked Dordney, to her. Or, or maybe even Tim I talk, Roxburgh. I talked to Angela Dordney in the 1990s before she died, about 1995. She's dead? Uh, she died around 1997 or something or whatever. Yeah. No, well, that's shit I thought, news. I, thought, I, I, didn't thought, I talked to Layden Smith. I talked to Layden Smith a few times, but not really. That was years ago, and um, I talked to Pam Corkery once or twice. Yeah, that was. You see, yeah, have you yeah, been yeah, yeah. She's a corker. Have you been listening to Talkback? Have you been? She's amazing. <laughs> have you been listening to Talkback for thirty years? Not really. Well, you know, I'm I'm am almost forty now, but um, I, I think I might have heard you call in from time to time. I don't really know, mate. But yeah. um, you know, you know, look at you. You just turned upside down. You've got your wife beater shirt on. You're showing off your arms there. You look like you're all ready for summer, buddy. Yeah, and this Puma again. I'll show you your Puma. This Puma. Puma. Okay, well, Puma can take wake out the show. Up, wake him up. Wake him up so he can hear you and say yeah. Come on. Puma, wake up for the show. We've got people here. Puma, look. look Puma, look. Puma, look. Puma, look. Puma, look. He's a tonight. I think he likes the noise. Puma. He likes the noise of the fireworks. Puma. 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 He's seeing you. He can see you. <laughs> Put yourself on. Put yourself on video so he can see you. Matt, that belly. Billy. Hang, hang on. Let me just switch this the the, the, the screen around. Billy, look. Look. Hey, Dave, I think this is taking too long. I'm trying to... Uh, He's sleeping. There you go. Thanks, buddy. Okay. See you later. See ya. Good night, mate. Okay, well, we just had a freaking awesome show there. You were watching uh, Talk Back with Thane and Sophia, and I've just been doing uh, a little show, which I like to call Talking Smack with Benny Mac. <laughs> Thank you.
boom. But hey, thanks so much to our incredible presenters, Stan Kirby, Sophia Mantel, Luke Dello, and your brother here, Benny Mac. You have been uh, watching live on the internet. Either you watched it live or you're watching a freaking replay. And, uh, you know, just because it's the right thing to do, if you were interested in those links again, here they are again, www.thehempfoundation.org.nz. You can go on there. You can become a member of the foundation. It's free. Or you can uh, get on over to www.tigerdrops.co.nz to get a hold of some of that holy, holy oil or that hilarious uh, product. It's a hilarious novelty cannabis product gets me every time and uh you have been watching uh this broadcast and it has been as i said before on the free internet of course why not check out our website while you're at it we've got a freaking website alert and it's talkback.co.nz if you've got more money than you know what to do with i suggest you go over there and you just transfer all those thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars across into our account. We will gladly receive them and we will convert them into appropriate technology to keep the show on the air. And that's what we've done here. What an incredible opportunity. Uh, that's about it. I'm going to wrap the show up tonight. You've been watching Talk Back with Brother Thane and Sister Sophia. Good night, everyone.